Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Hey, good morning, everybody. How you doing? Good morning, everyone. Happy Thursday, January 27th. <laughs> what? I was just waiting for the weather. Oh. <laughs> You're dropping the ball on this thing. If you want to lead in the morning, you got to be on it. You got to be on it. I never wanted the weather. Yeah, <laughs> you tried well. to give it to me when you took over my my daytime, my time of day. <laughs> Date. Um, Today's minus seven in Edmonton. A few clouds. The moon is still out. We got a... High of zero. Today, I think I think I might regret this because I'm biting off more than I can chew. Um, but today, I want to talk about interest and how it's calculated. Uh, topics come up quite a bit recently because um, it is charged differently between lines of credit, credit cards, mortgages, private lending. Um, private lending. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, there's different ways to, to calculate it and there's obviously misconceptions about it as well, about, you know, how exactly you are being charged. Absolutely. Yeah. So we'll talk about that today. I, I, I might regret it. I say I, I might regret it because it's a lot to chew off when it's not fresh in your mind. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. So you did a deep dive into how interest is calculated and stuff though. I remember that. Because like nobody really knows like how their credit cards charge their interest and those sorts of things. When did I do a deep dive? Yeah. Oh, years ago. Oh. Yeah. Oh, me personally, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when we were, yeah. Uh, that was it. Was something that I was actually ashamed of personally was that I didn't know how I was being charged. Yeah. And we you know we were when we were getting started in real estate like most investors, um, most ambitious investors, they you use whatever you have, right? Yeah. Um, debt and credit are tools. And uh, you can use those tools. When it is, it is OPM, you know, yeah. o- OPM isn't just, you know, friends and family money for down payments. No, OPM is anything that is other people's money. And that includes credit cards, line of credits, um, home equity line of credits, um, promissory notes, whatever. Yeah. So uh, when you're getting started out, it's it's um, it's quite normal for investors to use those tools to to build wealth so that then eventually you can use your own cash. Now, the problem was is that I was using these tools. I had no idea how I was being charged. Well, at the end of the day, what it was costing us. That's it, right? Yeah. You think, oh, it's it's a it's a twelve percent credit card. That means twelve percent. Some people think that means twelve percent per month. Mm-hmm. Some people may think that that's um, some just have no idea how it's being charged. It's oh, it's say, yearly. How how, which, how how do I get charged yearly? Am I getting charged on every day that I use it? Am I getting charged only if I don't pay it off at the end of the month? How is that different from line of credit? How is the line of credit calculated? It was all just a complete unknown to me and some people don't even think about it they just think oh 12 percent, great that's way better than 20 exactly (laughs) but is it 
and because they're each calculated differently, which one is best. And if you're trying to be strategic too, so let's say, for example, you're carrying a balance for a period of time, you need to be strategic on where you're carrying that balance. Say if you're in the middle of a flip and you're paying for the renovation with your credit card line of credit cash, whichever, which is the best to pay off? How do you pay it off to ensure that you're paying the least amount of interest? Mm-hmm. I'm going to do my best to cover that today. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not top of mind. I have a general understanding. Um, it's not top of mind at, at all times. You do your research and then you you know you build like a an autopilot system, and then you just let it let it run its course. Um, but we'll get into that uh, upcoming events. Obviously, you know you guys have heard this a million times, but uh, you should definitely check it out when you're ready. Uh, the Real Estate Investing Cabin Retreat, uh, February 25th through 27th. It's a three-day cabin retreat, all accommodations included. Get to spend the weekend with Gabby and I and four or five other ambitious investors. Um, like I said, that's the end of February. You can see the link there in the that's show notes. in Alberta Beach, Alberta. Yes, yes. <laughs> Beautiful yeah. cabin on the lake. Yeah. And we also have our uh, flip open house this weekend on yep. Sunday, two to four. If you guys need tickets for that, just uh, send us a DM. It is sold out, but I can get you an extra ticket. I will give away one per show. Um, you can either message us here or you can email us at info at reimorningshow.com. You don't have to be listening live. You can, if you listen to the recording, I know there's hundreds of you. And by the way, hundreds and hundreds of people listening. Um, yeah. Yesterday was our most downloaded episode yeah, our record. ever. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I didn't, I didn't have any nip slips or anything. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't say anything controversial. It's probably my, it was my most least controversial episode I've had in a long time. I'm working on not swearing as much. I think I said, darn it yesterday. I think I said S H I T. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're trying to do better. You guys. We are. <laughs> it's hard. Um, at the same time, I'm trying to be myself. <laughs> So it's, it's a, it's, it's, I'm in a, I'm in a weird spot. Yeah. yeah. Least controversial episode ever. Um, and it was our most downloaded. So I can't, can't say for certain why, but you know, thank you everyone for your support. And I'm glad it's, it's, I'm glad it's, it's helping. <clears throat> I get a lot of messages like, cause I don't know who these hundreds of people are. Yeah. I don't, I have no idea. Now these are downloads by the way. So there's, I can see how many people download and, and where in the world and the, provinces and stuff but i have no that doesn't include people who just listen to episodes yeah across all the platforms so um but i get a lot of messages from time to time you're like hey man i've been listening to your podcast for years what and he's from <laughs> and he's from i don't know name a random city i don't know <laughs> are you talking alberta anywhere just like i was thinking the- of i was thinking of your buddy that's like in a random country across the world <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, there's there's Russians and uh, and um, people from Laos listening. Um, shout out to Laos. Kathleen says Rosemary, Alberta. Rosemary, yeah, like yeah, never heard of the, that before. <laughs> yeah, the assistant mayor of Rosemary, Alberta, will just send me a message, be like, "I've been listening to your podcast for ages." It's it's a pretty cool feeling because you know it started off as just something that you know to help out the people within our network, and it's just grown so far. Mm-hmm. And um, when you hear from people saying that they've been listening for the ages, I'm like, what ages? And, you know, I never, they never said anything. I'm like, why haven't you said anything? Like, why haven't you joined in live? Why haven't you, you know? Yeah. Some people are just learning at their own pace. So. And you also forget that just because people aren't, um, you know, like within the like tight knit investing community, mm. 
that doesn't mean that there aren't people out there like investing and taking action and, you know, they don't need to be part of a group or a, a membership or, you know, in, in certain Facebook groups to mean that they're out there doing stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, Josh asked how many downloads? It was six something, 600 something. Yeah. For one day is just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just like the, the, that episode downloaded that day. Yeah. Yeah. That's not like not what happens today and the following days and stuff. That was just like a single, a single day download on one episode, which is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Um, talked about the cabin retreat, talked about the, uh, the investor meetup this weekend at the flip. Um, you know what I didn't talk about what? at all this week or yesterday? Was that I was speaking? Um, I did a presentation oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, last night. <laughs> um, I just been so extremely swamped that uh, yeah, Barry McGuire and I did a presentation uh, on savvy investors with Michael Ponte on uh, agreement for sales, mm -hmm. which you know is my favorite strategy. That's, yeah, that's um, I say it all the time. That's that's what built our portfolio was yeah. was learning that strategy and implementing it, and then we just built off of that. So that was really cool. Um, I haven't really had a whole heck of a lot of, we haven't really taught any creative strategies much in the last few years because of the pandemic, you know, Barry and Donna haven't put any courses on, obviously, you know, that, you know, Barry, Gabby and I have been, you know, helping Barry and Donna out for a few years now with, uh, with the courses. And obviously we do the Facebook lives with them every Monday, but I haven't really, we haven't really done like quote unquote presentation on agreement for sales in a while. So mm -hmm. that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, other than like, yeah, you, know, you seemed in your element for sure. What's that? <laughs> you seemed in your element for oh, sure. Oh, yeah, it's it's <laughs> once they start talking about that, it's very easy. A whole lot of less ums and uhs. Um, <laughs> see, um. <laughs> uh, because I I I I understand it inside out. I love that strategy, and there's there's so many different ways to uh, you know to apply it um, to different uh, scenarios. So uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, you guys can check that out on YouTube if you. Uh, What's the easiest way to find it? Uh, look up Savvy Investors or Savvy Investors Wayne Hillier. S-A-V-V-Y. I think that's how it's spelled. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, that was a pretty cool uh, one-hour little session. If you're interested in that, I know a lot of people are. Yeah, for sure. And they have their, um, Barry and Donna have their rapid cash in person coming up in. I yeah. Yeah. So that I was don't even think they've announced it, but we keep talking about it. Mm, no, I think it's being announced on Friday. Okay. I just found out because I had a bunch of people reaching out to me saying, how do I get information about that course coming up? Um, that's May 7th through 8th. It's going to be in Calgary. Huh? I'll announce it for them. <laughs> it's going to be in Calgary at the Clique Hotel, which is just right next to the airport um, in Calgary. And uh, it's going to be a two-day um, workshop on creative strategies. So the Rapid Cash Workshop is all about um, all the different creative strategies. So flipping, wholesaling, rent-to-owns, agreement for sales, VTBs, joint ventures. So it covers all of them in one weekend, which is, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. It's and really it's, cool. it's, you know, you stay right at the hotel there. You know, most people stay right there and um, there's a bar downstairs, a really nice restaurant. So you can go for a drink afterwards and just network. It's a, yeah. it's a really sweet weekend. Definitely. That's yeah. probably one of the funnest ones. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So Gabby and I will be there as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, stay tuned for that. That should be coming out on Friday. You'll see the link. What else? Um, oh, our property didn't close yesterday. Mm -hmm. uh, we got tenancy at will instead. 
So we were supposed to be closing on a property in Calgary yesterday and um, the seller had, has COVID. So it's under COVID isolation. <clears throat> so they were unable to get into the lawyers to sign the documents. So uh, what we did was what's called a tenancy at will. So they allow, they give us the keys. They allow us to take possession of the property as tenants. And then we just pay them a daily rate. And, uh, so we're able to still take possession is fine. And whenever they're able to get into the office to drop off the signed documents, um, then they'll complete the transaction. So they're holding our funds in trust. Right. Um, pretty common, not common, but it's not uncommon that uh, sometimes there's delays. Yeah. Um, so that's going on there. Well, hopefully, hopefully they're able to get it in today, but otherwise um, our tenant buyer was able to move in. So they yeah. were happy. Yeah. Happy family. What else we got going on? Oh, gosh. I think you're going to look at a house today. <laughs> That's something, isn't it? I am. It? Yeah. I am. Um, hopefully, I, can, I got a potential. I got my eyes on a potential flip. Um, so hopefully, that works out. I'm going to go see that this morning. And then I just pretty much just got meetings all afternoon. Yeah. Super fun, exciting stuff. <laughs> I want to become a full-time real estate investor. Yeah. <laughs> It's not that exciting. It's, I hope you like putting out fires. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hope you like getting kicked in the nads every day. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much what's like being a real estate investor, but it is, it is pretty cool to be, to be able to do it on your own terms and, and uh, choose when you want to work. Definitely. Right? I could also choose to just like shut her all down and go watch, you know, the other half of the season of Ozark. You know what I mean? Do what I want or play video games. So that's pretty cool. So something to look forward to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to go through old questions first or do you want to get right into interest? Up to you. Do you have them open? Uh, I do. Let's hit I it. Do. Uh, you know what? Let's let's do interest real fast. And Why then... do you ask me? <laughs> so I can do the opposite? Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, I'm going to do my best here. And what I'm going to recommend is if you want a better understanding, um, there's a great website um, called Google. <laughs> and just type in, how is interest charged on a credit card? How is interest charged on a mortgage? What is semi-annual compounded interest? What is, how are his line of credits calculated? And then you can also Google how to strategically pay off debts as quickly as possible. Make sure you choose a Canadian website. Um, otherwise, you're going to get a bunch of websites on what's called a velocity banking, which is just a little bit different. It's, it's, it, I say it's different because uh, the U.S., um, they, it's just different there. Um, their no, mortgages really? are, huh? No, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Big time. Um, they're, they're, the way they calculate mortgages in the U.S. is is so cool. When you lock in on an interest rate, you lock in on it for like 30 years. Is it still like that? Yeah. I, I, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. We have, um, as far as, yeah, as far as I understand, I've, I've tried understanding it and it just seems way too good to be true. Yeah. How, how long they lock in their interest rates for. They don't lock it in for five years. They lock it in for 30 years. Um, so they got, they got a really cool strategy called velocity banking. You can look into it and 
and it looks really awesome. Or don't. Um, but it, it doesn't apply here. But there was a gentleman that I had on the Stay podcast. Focused. Yeah, there's a gentleman <laughs> I had on the podcast a little while ago named Chris Niccolo. Um, and he developed uh, a really cool strategy to pay off your mortgage faster and your debts faster. Um, and he called it the method. If you're interested in that, just look it up in the, you know, last year. Um, I can't remember exactly when it was last year. But uh, yeah, look up Chris Niccolo on my podcast and, uh, and, and he goes more in depth into it as well. So let's start with mortgages. Mortgage interest is probably the worst kind of interest, right? Most people would think it's... Uh, it's such a low percent. It's a low percent. It's uh, credit cards are the worst. It's just what everyone yeah. thinks, right? Credit yeah. cards is the highest interest. But the way that it's calculated is actually the worst. Um, it's calculated semi-annually, which the reason why I'm hesitating so much is it's because it's the hardest to understand. There's a once you Google it, you'll understand the formula that they use there and how they recalculate it semi-annually. It's, it's actually, to be honest, it's one of the I, I can't explain it all that well. It's it gets calculated twice a year, and the interest that you've already accrued gets compounded into it. Um, so definitely Google it. <laughs> <laughs> so basically he's not going to explain it. You need to go Google it if you want to know. <laughs> I told you I bit off way more I can, than I can chew this morning and I haven't even taken a, a full really couple funny. sips of my, uh, my, my coffee yet. Now mortgages can also be calculated with simple interest as well. So private mortgages, a lot of times are calculated with simple interest. Other types of loans, like a promissory note are also calculated with simple interest. Simple interest is just one interest rate. That is it. It does not change. Yeah. Um, Semi-compounded and semi-annually compounded interest gets recalculated twice a year. And it's just, I don't get it. Do, do yourself a favor right now while you're listening. Go on Google and look up the formula for semi-compounded interest and then call, and then in, call and in and explain, explain it, it to our me. listeners. I don't get it. Um. So next to that, the second worst one would be, um, uns okay, so on top of that, HELOCs are, are calculated the same way as a mortgage. So home equity line of credit or secured line of credit is calculated the same as a mortgage, okay? Now, unsecured line of credit, now that's different. Unsecured line of credit is calculated by the average daily balance. Does that make sense? To me, because you've explained it to me before. <laughs> So, so in a 30 month period, your balance, day. or sorry, 30 day period, your balance might be a um, hundred bucks on the second of the month and it mm -hmm. might be 3000 by the 13th and maybe 4,500 at the end of the month. Maybe you made a $400 payment on the 14th. Yeah. Um, what they do is they take the average daily balance. So of all 30 days, they'll add up all the balance on all the days from the first to the 30th. And then they'll divide it by 30 days, which will give you a mean average of the average daily balance. Okay. Mm -hmm. That is what they charge you interest on. Okay. Now it's the interest rates calculated yearly. So then they go by, they'll, they'll take that amount to then divide it by 30 days again, and then multiply it by the interest rate divided by 365. 
in brackets. <laughs> Makes sense, right? Yeah. <laughs> so they have a daily rate. Your daily rate will be, you know, whatever your interest, your APR is, whatever your um, your your annual interest rate is, divided by the amount of days in the year, three sixty five times the daily average rate of that particular month. Just get a general understanding of it, and then you can kind of figure out a little bit down the line of how to be strategic about this, okay? Credit cards are calculated by the daily rate. Yeah. Okay, so it doesn't matter. They don't take the average. They take the daily rate. So they'll take all of the days um, times the balance at the end of the month. So here's the cool thing about credit cards. You only get charged uh, interest on credit cards if there's a balance on the last day of the billing date. Yeah. You could rack that thing up on day one. On the first day of your billing period, you rack all of, like it's a $5,000 limit, you put $5,000 onto it, but as long as you pay it off on the last day. Before the billing cycle Before ends. the billing cycle ends, you get charged no interest. Yeah. Okay. If there is a balance, then you'll be charged whatever the daily rate is. So you take your APR, your annual um, percentage rate. So let's say 20% or 19.99 divided by 365 times the balance on the billing day. That one's easier to understand. (laughs) Much easier. So now you have a general understanding of how all three are calculated. What's, What's the best one to pay off first? Credit card. Before the end of the billing cycle. Oh, sorry, pay off first. Sorry, I thought you meant um, to not pay interest on it. <laughs> what a lot of money savvy people say is that you should never, ever, ever use a debit card. Yeah. If you're going to be carrying balances, even if you're not going to be carrying balances, some of those credit cards have some really amazing point systems that you should learn as well. And don't just go with the one that gives you 2% cash back because it's cash. Do your research on their programs and how their point systems work. Don't go with the one with the most points because you got to figure out what the value per point is, mm-hmm. right? Um, I remember there's Air Miles. What's the other one? Aeroplan. Aeroplan, yeah. And Aeroplan gives you thousands of miles. Yeah, Air have... Miles only gives you one per $20. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> well, these guys only give me one point, but these guys give me – I have t- I have 4 billion points of Aeroplans, <laughs> but the – the cost per point is actually significantly less. Yeah. Right. So you have to understand what the value of these points are. Now, what a lot of times um, they do, they have affiliates within their, those programs where it could be WestJet or where it could be um, President's Choice or it could be Sobeys, whichever. Uh, and they will give you, um, those points can be used at those particular stores. And you're like, oh, I don't like, so I don't like Sobeys and I don't like WestJet. Um, if Shelly Visser is listening, she's, she's probably cursing. Shelly works for WestJet. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you need, but the cost per point might actually be more valuable. The value of each point might actually be more valuable for the amount of money or the amount of value you're getting from these affiliates. Right? So those points might. What I, what I find is that when it's a direct to cash, when they're giving you cash, the value is significantly less. Mm-hmm. When, when you're using it towards items on their website where they have an exclusivity thing with those affiliate partners, you're actually getting more bang for your buck on those points. Yeah. But you have to use those 
yeah. particular um, affiliates. So you need to choose a card that has a good value and you need to choose a card that the affiliate points, the points you're going to be using with their affiliates is actually valuable to you. You know, you don't want to be like, you don't want to spend all your points at the Lego store. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, wow. I look at this. I got this $700, you know, Star Wars kit. <laughs> but like, what, what the frick are you going to do with that? So you're like, no, that doesn't apply to me. So I'm going to go with the 2% cash back. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to go with the 2% cash back instead. But the amount of points that you're using towards that is actually is only worth $300, right? So you would have gotten a lot more value had you bought that Star Wars Lego ship. Yeah. Right. That's why I love like kind of irrelevant, but that's why I love the um, the PC Optimum points because I shop at like superstores and stuff for groceries. I shop at Shoppers Drug Mart for like uh, all the like random kind of stuff. And it's like all relevant to where I actually shop. Yeah. So I love collecting those points because like I use them all the time. I collect them, I use them, I collect them, I use them. And I would go deep into them. Like I would go deep into the program trying to figure out, okay, for every dollar I spend, I get this many points. And for those many points, how much dollar value does it have on shoppers, you know, uh, you know, shoppers per dollar, like, you know what I mean? It's it's so complicated. Sorry. I shouldn't be talking about this at 6am when I haven't done my, I haven't looked at it in years, but, um, that's something you need to do. So just do your research on it to make sure and don't get, um, don't get fooled by, you know, just the, the gimmicks or the advertising. Yeah. Get a good understanding of it. Anyways. So if you have a good, if you have a good program that you can benefit from, then paying everything with your credit card yeah is going to get you a lot of rake back or cash back yeah or points back right doesn't necessarily mean that you have some sort of a revolving debt just on its most basic level you know you should be earning an extra 800 to a thousand bucks a year Mm -hmm. in savings right Mm -hmm. towards things that you're already buying not Lego starships. Yeah. <laughs> Oops, uh, something just happened here. Just reading the question. Okay. Um, but if you do have a revolving balance, then which one should you pay off first? Right? Or if you're trying to pay off your credit card aggressively, sorry, not your credit card, your, um, your mortgage aggressively, and you have these two other tools, a credit card and a line of credit, what's the best way to pay off your mortgage quickly? Well, first things first, you're going to need a HELOC, right? Um, you're going to want a HELOC because it just, it gives you more. Is everything okay over here? Yeah. Oh, we're having children troubles. You're going to want a HELOC as well, because that's just another another tool that you can use. Once you have all the tools in your arsenal, you can try to figure out what's the best way to do it. Yeah. But um, what you want to do is you want to make big payments in its most simple form, simplest form. Let's, let's just k- stick with line of credit and credit card. You want to take your line of credit, pay off your mortgage, okay? Make a big payment to your mortgage. Oh, man, I'm overcomplicating this. I was going to say, what are you getting into here? Are I'm you trying to explain into the, the complicated version that I'm like, oh, I can just do a simple one. Okay, so if you have a revolving balance, um, what you're going to want to do is is have it on your line of credit, 
but then have your credit card pay it off. Hold the balance daily on your credit card because you only get billed on your credit card at the end of the billing cycle. When you get your payment, when you get your paychecks come in, pay off the credit card. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Throw me a lifeline here. <laughs> I have no lifeline to throw you. <laughs> I don't know why you started. <laughs> if you're going to, at the end of the month, you want to carry it on the line of credit because what you want to do is you want to pay off the credit card right before yeah. you get charged. Okay. Yeah. So what you do is use your paychecks and pay your line of credit and then your credit and then use your line of credit to pay off the credit card. Okay. So that way well, you're only being charged for the daily amount of interest on the line of credits and, and zero then, on your credit card and zero on your credit card on the billing date. Okay. So <laughs> what they're going to do is they're going to take the average daily balance on your line of credits, which is minimal because you're paying your paychecks directly towards your line of credit. Right. Okay. Is that? Yeah. It should click with some people. Otherwise they're completely confused. The moral of the story if that's just a little too much for 6 a.m. or whatever a.m. it is for you, is head down to that really amazing website I told you called Google <laughs> and, and, and look at it. Do a little bit of research and try to figure out what's the best approach for you because everyone's got a different financial situation, right? Some people are trying to pay off their mortgage aggressively. Some people are trying to pay off that revolving debt and they're just like, oh God, it's 20% every month on my credit card. How do I, how do I pay less interest? Well, you got to have the tools in your arsenal to be able to move the money around. There's yeah. also balance transfer offers. Mm -hmm. That's another big one when you're doing flips <clears throat> is, you know, if you have multiple credit cards, um, you get balance transfers off offers from time to time where they'll offer you 0%, you know, for six months, but you got to pay a 3% transfer fee or 0% for 12 months, let's say, for example, with a 3% transfer fee. What that means is that you're not paying 0%, but you're paying a one-time 3% fee on simple interest. Yeah. So that means you're only going to pay 3% simple interest for the year on that credit that's revolving as opposed to 19.99%. Yeah. So you can be extremely strategic with all these different tools. Um, get to know them, familiarize yourself with them, and then depending on your situation, apply them, you know, the best way for your situation. Yeah, for sure. Um, you did say something that made me, uh, raise an eyebrow and I think Courtney had the same, um, she said, but on cash advances on credit cards, don't you pay interest on the day you pull the money, which is kind of the same as, um, uh, balance transfers as well. But you had said to pay something off with your credit card. I can't remember what you said to do, but it would have required, oh, I think you said pay your, um, line of credit off with your credit card, but that would require a cash advance. I think you actually just said it backwards by accident. <clears throat> you do pay a one-time fee. Yeah. And then there's a revolving fee. Yeah. So the one-time fee is normally a transfer fee. Uh, and every credit card's different because I've seen some credit cards where it's like it gets, it charges you 19% for pulling it out. Yes. One-time fee. Don't yeah. do that. Don't do that. Because <laughs> I used to have, I had a credit card when I was younger and I'm like, and I looked at it, I'm like, cash advances are the dumbest thing ever. You get charged. Yeah. Maybe I didn't understand it fully, but from my recollection, you got charged a one-time like 20% fee for pulling money out as a cash, yeah, a cash advance, zero as opposed to um, a balance transfer, which is just transferring um, a balance. Um, 
but then Gabby shows me her card and I'm like, okay, double check Gab. And she shows me the words and the writing and I'm like, okay, so it is, it's very similar that, you know, that particular card, um, the rate is very similar to a balance transfer rate. And you pull the cash out and then you're able to use that cash and you pay a one-time fee plus a revolving yes. monthly yeah. um, fee or interest. Yeah. It really differs from card to card. Like my one card cash advance, advance fee is 3% and <clears throat> on another it's, yeah, it's whatever the actual interest rate is. Mm -hmm. um, I think cause it, like, if you think about it, like the cash advances to get money into your account instead of just like transferring to like um, hold debt in other places, they're like straight up giving you cash. It's like a payday loan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you getting 3% on a payday loan? <laughs> no. Yeah. And there's so many moving pieces back like behind, behind the curtain with credit and debt and stuff like that. And the way yeah. that they're selling their debt and liquidating and making sure they stay liquid on the bank side that we, like most people will never understand. Yeah. So there's a, there's a, there's a reason why cash is more expensive. Mm -hmm right for liquidity reasons which i'm not going to get into but you, you can start to you're starting to maybe see that you know why it's so important to understand these things because yeah. you know another example is say you want to do a flip and you don't have enough, you've got enough money made for the down payment and you got the financing you know through some private lender but you don't have the hundred thousand dollars for the flip use a credit card mm -hmm. it's other people's money i like if you had a million dollars in your account i would recommend you still use a credit card and not your cash right? Why not? Why not use it at a, like, find a good, two good cards that have good balance tra transfer offers, put all the debt onto your credit card, right? And then do a balance transfer. And you're only paying 3% yearly, yearly. Sorry, no, the balance transfer is a one-time fee. So 3% on that money. That's cheap money. And then use your other cash, your personal cash for a much higher return. Because if you're using your cash, you're saving 3% in that example. You're saving 3%. That The returning your money that you're getting is 3%. I'm fairly certain you could get a much better return on your personal cash, your savings, than, than 3%. Mm -hmm. Hell, you could loan it to someone else at 12% <laughs> for a private mortgage, right? Yeah. So be strategic about it. And that's a lot of people are scared about credit cards and lines of credit and stuff like that to pay for renovations. It's only three months. You know what I mean? Do your research, find out through those extremely complicated equations and everything that I just said today and figure out how much interest you're actually going to pay over the period of that three to four months during that renovation until it's paid back and you pay off that card. Don't forget all the points that you're getting <laughs> yeah. from spending $100,000 on, on those credit cards. 2% cash back is? I don't understand. What are you asking $2, me? $2,000. Oh, okay. <laughs> right? Like even just a 2% cash back, you're going to get $2,000 back on that $100,000 that you spent on a credit card. Yeah. Then figure out how much interest you were charged for those three or four months. It's probably not that much, mm -hmm. right? Be very, and, and maybe, maybe those cards, you know, have a really good uh, partnership with some, something like Home Depot or Rona. Yeah. And maybe you're actually going to get more dollars per points or more value in points spending your money at Rona than you would on a 2% cash. Again, cash is expensive. So it's the least, it's, it's, it has its least, the least amount of value in those programs. So Wilson said our last rentals, we got 2,400 cash back. That's awesome. There you go. And Josh says I'm getting 6% back at Home Depot. There you go. Is a great example of why it's always better to use their affiliates 
um, points than to actually take a cash back. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. That's if, a huge if, savings, yeah. If, yeah, if you spend all your $100,000 at Home Depot, which you won't, <laughs> you know, that's $6,000 right there, right? But I get it. A lot of people are scared. What if my flip fails? I'm going to, I have all this debt. Well, you got to understand the mathematics of your card. You got to understand the mathematics of a flip. You got to understand your worst case scenarios and have all your you know, scenarios mapped out on what you do if this happens, what you do if this happens, what you do if this happens. Yeah. Did you have um, yeah. Well, it's, it's funny because Josh says my clients are going to fund a flip for me because he's out there buying materials for his clients and then getting cash back on it. Right. Oh. So, and that is really cool. And it makes me think of, um, on one of the uh, basement suite conversions that we did, um, we were picking up materials and paying for all the materials and stuff because we wanted to to save money. And I remember our contractor saying to us, "Like, Gabby, this is the first time that like I couldn't collect my points on um, on on doing like my my work, my business, or materials." <laughs> I'm like, "Sorry, <laughs> I want my points." <laughs> Absolutely. It was just like we just laughed about it. He wasn't actually mad, but. Yeah. Was there any other questions in regards to this? Just um, get the pro extra rewards and spend 50K and then you hit the milestone and get 6%, says Josh. Interesting. Pro extra rewards. As soon as you spend 50K, you hit the milestone and get 6%. 6% on what? Points or cash? Uh, I think cash, he said earlier. Oh, he just said 6% back, but that's what I'm assuming. Any purchase to quarterly rewards. Very, very interesting. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that there's like a lot of these cards with Rona and Home Depot, you can get their own in-house cards at Mm -hmm. 0% interest for a period of time. Mm -hmm. Just pay attention to Home Depot, Rona's, Lowe's. They all have their own individual um, credit programs where if you sign up, you get six months, no interest or no payments or whatever else. Mm-hmm. Um, pay attention to those things when, when they come up, you can take advantage of those as well. Yeah. Just be very strategic and use it as a tool. It's, it's, it's probably the most valuable tool you'll have on your job site. Hands down. Yeah. Whether that be for flips or like I said, for trying to pay off debt and you want to pay less interest, or if you're trying to pay off your mortgage faster, here's one thing that I hear though. I see people do the research. I send them all these videos and I'm like, wait till you see this. It's going to blow your fucking mind. Oh, I swear. Um, It's going to blow your mind. And they watch it and they're like, what, for $30 savings every month? So you're telling me I have to now put my paychecks into my line of credit and then take my line of credit and make a large lump sum payment to my, my, my mortgage and then pull the mortgage HELOC out to pay my credit card and then I move it around here. Why don't I just use my debit card? It's just so much easier. That's the way I've been doing it for ages. It's not worth the $50 in savings every month. And I say, sure, no problem. If that's what you want to do. But that $50 in savings equates to $600 a year. And you've got $20,000 worth of debt. Okay. That adds up. Mm -hmm. That's six hundred dollars that year that you know that you're not next year that you're not paying interest on. So more of your principal payments are going to go towards paying off that nineteen thousand four hundred dollars. Yeah. Right. It will. It will significantly. It'll get paid off significantly faster. And I used a small example of fifty bucks, but keep in mind all those extra point systems mm-hmm. that you're taking advantage of as well. 
at the end of the year as an extra $6,000. You know what I mean? Like I'm just, every little penny counts to making sure that you're, you're saving money. You need to treat not only your business like a business, but also your life like a business as well. You need to be smart with your money. You will, and I've said this a million times, you will get a much better return on your own house expenses. Like you, if you can, you can increase your, what I'm trying to say is you can increase your cash flow in your own home by being more conscious of how you're spending your money than in real estate. I think most families could free up $3,000 a month right now if they were just smarter with their own money. Their spending habits, their programs, the way that they carry debt. Budgeting. Budgeting. Forgetting about all those subscriptions that you, you know, that you signed up for that you never use. You got Disney Plus for Mandalorian a couple years ago and you never canceled it. (laughs) Every now and then I'm like, Gab, did you cancel that? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Did you cancel that subscription? No, no, no. I, I, no, I really like the shows that are on there. I'm like, yeah, we can stream them illegally. Like, you know what I mean? Or like, we can find it some other way. Do, do you really need to carry it for a year until, until, you know, the next Marvel show comes out? Oof. Anyways, but they, I know a lot of people have things like that. They've got the, you know, the different subscriptions and maybe they sign up for an app on their phone to, you know, they get Canva Pro because they're going to be like, I'm going to step up my social media game this year and I'm going to use all these cool features of Canva Pro and then they never use it. And yeah. you're still paying for that a monthly payment every month. And you don't even know because it just goes to your credit card and it says Apple payments yeah. or Apple app in your on your credit card statement. You don't even know what app you're actually paying for anymore. Yeah. Yeah, every couple of months I'm like, Wayne... <laughs> What's Would this twenty four ninety nine charge? Yeah, <laughs> why is it charging us monthly? Because <laughs> it doesn't tell you on your on your on your statement what you're paying for anymore. And the thought of trying and you know what? It, let's not use twenty four ninety nine. Let's use seven ninety nine because I have so many subscriptions to seven ninety nine apps yeah. for social media stuff that I said I was going to use. Yeah. And Gab's like, you know, what's this seven ninety nine thing? And I'm like, I don't know. And she's like, we'll figure it out. I'm like, I'm too busy dealing with hundred thousand dollar problems. It's I don't have time for nine dollar problems. Yeah. Those all add up big time. That's literally what happens. Yeah. I don't know. I'm closing on a deal. We're going to make $150,000. Do you really think I give a shit about some $7.99 charge? So it sits for another year. And so we relook at the statements all over again. We're doing taxes. But, you know, it adds up when you have a lot of those. And even though you're dealing with big, you know, bigger problems and bigger dollars and stuff like that. It's like canceling that BMO account. Ooh. <laughs> that $4.99 account that I just... <laughs> have no time to go deal with. That so. is going to go to collections and ruin your credit one day. <laughs> Stay tuned. Stay tuned. We'll talk about that. Okay. <laughs> let's get into uh, let's get into some of the questions here that came in live today on the Podbean app. And then uh, if we got some time, I'll answer some questions from the days previous. Sounds good. Oh, you on, on here? Excellent. Yes, ma'am. Um, da, 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 da. just lots of comments along the way. Well, I, I see one from Tyler here. He says, where can you get the 12% return on personal cash you were talking about? Oh yeah. I Ooh, that. the wonderful world of private lending and private mortgages. Oh yeah. So we talked about it a little bit. Um, oh, and Tyler, thank you so much for asking a question. Yeah, uh, <laughs> right, there he is. He's being here. All, being all active and stuff. He's here. <laughs> um, you can lend out funds in the form of a mortgage. Um, average rate 
um, for private mortgages anywhere from 10 to 15 percent. Yeah. 12 is about an average. Um, so when you've got enough cash down the road, you know, you've built your wealth through real estate and you're done with tenants. Um, some people like to just become private money lenders and, and lend money to investors who are doing flips. So um, if you're looking for a flip ever and you need a mortgage fast and you don't want to go through the banks and you only need it for three months, um, a lot of people will use um, private lenders or RRSP lenders um, to fund their mortgages for their, for their flips. And then when they're done, they just pay the people back. So it works out to be about 12% yearly, mm-hmm. which is a really cool, really great return with a low risk. Yeah. Um, Robbie has a comment here. Uh, he says, you can see your active subscriptions on your iPhone. Super easy to cancel them. He's 100% correct. So like literally where it's, I'll, I'll show you after the show, (laughs) but it is super easy to cancel them. And it just, it made me remember, and actually I should make note of this and, and check. But, um, a couple weeks ago I had an email come through being like, um, thank you for your payment or your subscription or something. And it was like a, a $7.99 type thing. Yeah. And I clicked on it. And so Everly has my old iPhone. She like plays games on it. And there's, oh. and yeah, but she, like we have the world's most responsible kid. Like seriously, like she asks me before she like downloads any like new games. And um, she's just like, I don't, I don't worry about her having like access to my phone because it is still connected. Like she's linked to my phone number. She can FaceTime people. She can, um, you know, that sort of stuff. So she, she'll FaceTime grandma every once in a while, just on her own and that sort of thing. And, um, so I look at it and it's like, uh, she purchased like new worlds in Roblox. (laughs) So I, I was like, Everly. And she's like, what? And I was like, did you, did you get some new Roblox worlds? And she's like, what? And I'm like, I saw a $8 charge on my, on my credit card. You bought some Roblox world. She's like, oh. she's like, I didn't mean to, I didn't know it costed money. And she was like mortified. Well, yeah, she knows your password. I thought you needed to use a fingerprint in order to. Well, I, so I hooked up that phone to her fingerprint for her. Oh, for crying out loud. <laughs> Anyways, that's just a little, a little funny. I don't know if you've ever seen like the, the pop-ups and some of those apps. Oh yeah, I know. I'm surprised she didn't order a Russian bride. <laughs> oh. oh, that's okay. This is funny. Um, Oh man. Yeah. So uh, Tyler says, thanks for the response, guys. I make my welders helper listen to the show with me every morning and he thinks I'm famous now. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, Yeah. So, and Josh says, we sort of do similar with our daughter, but still have the four digit password for anything. Yeah. So I'm going to have to look into that. I didn't, I just didn't even think about it. She's never, she's super responsible. She's like, yeah. So that was the first time in the last like two years that she's had that phone that she's done anything like that. You can do parent controls. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. There's probably parent controls for something like that. I just basically handed it over to her. I'm like, here, play games. (laughs) Yeah. First little while we were a little unsure. You know, when you hear like the YouTube kids and we did a little bit of research and we, I'd walk around the corner every now and then to see what she's watching, making sure she's not on like E-bombs world or something. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. You don't remember E-bombs? No. <laughs> you weren't a teenage boy. <laughs> That's too funny. Well, just making sure she's not watching like, you know, crazy videos. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. I guess YouTube kids is pretty world. secure. Yeah, it is a crazy world. Um, 
but you know, she's getting older and older. She's in grade one now. I just like I I try and remember what I was like in grade three, grade four, grade five. You have some uh, some f- former teenage boys agreeing with you. What's that? Robbie says, "Haven't heard that one in a long time." <laughs> Patrick, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> they get it. <laughs> that was uh, that was yeah, that was boys YouTube <laughs> before YouTube was around. Watching all these crazy skateboarding videos and uh, yeah, it was it was a messed up website. Uh, for for kids at our age <laughs> but it was like the fourth fifth grade the third fourth fifth grade and so I'm like she's she's not too far off she's only a couple years away anyways um <laughs> uh kathleen i don't think girls were on that website <laughs> <laughs> um yeah was there any other questions there i do not think so mm-hmm. No. Robin Just, said that he funded a down payment. Half of a down payment. Oh, oh half a down payment. Thanks to cashback cards last year. Yeah. Amazing. Just truly amazing. That's, yeah. that's smart. Yeah. That's really smart. You need to come to the realization that every penny counts. That's, that's it. If you can, and, and it takes a little while, it takes a little while to build a new routine or a new system. New habit. The, the debit and credit system is so easy. Mom and dad have always used it. You know what I mean? Um, you know, use your credit cards, get the points, pay it off with your, you know, at the end of the month with your paycheck, have the remaining, you know, balance sitting in your debit or in your savings account. And then make sure you pay off your mortgage as quickly as possible so you don't have a big mortgage payment anymore. And then all you got to worry about is your, you know, your property taxes and your utilities and then your food and your gas and, you know, old age pension will take care of that. And then, and then obviously the pension from the union. It's, it's, that's prehistoric. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's. But are you a dinosaur? Just kidding. <laughs> it's it's such an old way of doing it. And it was the only way to do it before. And the internet wasn't around. And, you know, you had no access to all of this information. Yeah. That but was on the, the other flip thing. side if you of wanted, it. If you wanted to be smart with your money, you'd pull out some sort of a Dave Ramsey kind of book, you know, from the library, right? And then that was that was your education or whatever your parents taught you. That's That's why Robert Kiyosaki's book was so you know, popular because it resonated with so many people about the rich dad and the poor dad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say on the flip side of it, it's like now that everybody has access to all this debt, like unless you are smart about it, people are just like leveraged the heck out Mm -hmm. um, with no plan on what to do with it and not using it for investments and not, you know, conscious about all these tools that you can use. So, you know, it's really... There's definitely two side, two different sides to the, um, or probably millions of different sides <laughs> mm-hmm. to the credit debit debt situation. <laughs> yeah, most experts will say that if you know, they 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 never use a debit card ever again. Yeah. The debit card is like the debit card is, is is where you put your money. And when you deposit money into your debit account, that gives the bank liquidity. That yeah. gives the bank the money to be able to invest Let's your funds. Let's make sh- shitloads of money. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and then if you want to pull out a big chunk of money, you have to put in a 30 day request or a two week request. And we don't have that kind of money on hand. So you can't get it back out because they're using your money. Why not you use your money to pay off things and make a return? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't put it in there. Pay off your line of credit and make a big savings. It's going to affect your average daily balance. Right. If you could, if you had $10,000, oh God, I'm going to do math again. I'm going to fuck it up. Okay. Quit swearing. Sorry. If you had a, a $10,000 balance in your line of credit and you took your $2,500 paycheck and then you brought it down to 7500 on day one, then that means you have a $7,500 balance, right? On that line of credit for 14 days. Okay. And then over those 14 days until your next paycheck, you slowly start pulling money out to pay for things. So the next day you have $50 over here at groceries and $200 on Friday for gas. And then your average daily rate will slowly start going, creeping back up to $10,000 again. But instead of having it sit at $10,000 all month, and that's your average daily rate, your average daily rate is going to be 7,500, 7,549, Seventy seven thousand nine hundred. You know what I'm saying? And then what they do is they take all thirty days, and then what they do is they add them up and divide them by thirty with the average daily balances. So you go and you start creeping all the way up to around nine thousand, and on the fourteenth you get another twenty five hundred dollar paycheck again, right? And so it goes down twenty five hundred dollar more. So. And then it goes, you know, you pay for the gas, you pay for the groceries, you pay for this, and it starts creeping down, 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 right? Or it starts going back up to 10000 again, up and up and up and up. But then this way, your average daily balance is significantly less. So you don't get charged interest on that amount. That was all that money you would have had sitting in a debit account paying for all those things, not earning anything. You're paying more interest on your line of credit side. Yeah. So just be strategic. That's yeah. just one example of how you can do it. Now add in the credit card as well. And, and you can really, really save a ton of interest. Yeah. A lot. And I know you're going to look at it and you're going to see it's like $11, $12, $50, $700 a year. It adds up if you want to pay off that line of credit. Mm-hmm. And the impact over 20 years. 100%. Yeah. Maybe you're not going to be a big hotshot real estate investor. Maybe this is just something you need to tell your brother or your mom. Yeah. Or your cousin. Just... Definitely. Always, always bring up money at Christmas and Thanksgiving <laughs> and how you- The best times for it to go over really well. Always bring up money and tell them how they can save on interest at family events. It's the best time to bring it up. Yeah. But and I know some, some people do have some revolving debts and they want to become a real estate investor. Well, um, here's my one last point. Um, you will make a much better return on paying off your 12 or 13% credit card or line of credit than you would on real estate. It's significantly easier. No, you're not going to make, you'll make a better return on real estate. Um, but if you pay off your line of credit and credit card first, it's a little bit less, but there's no risk <laughs> and there's no tenants <laughs> and there's no toilets and there's no, you know, builders knocking over your fence. So I would recommend paying off your high interest debts first before you start thinking about investing in real estate. Mm-hmm. it's just easier. Yeah. It's so much easier. Uh, Robin says the tellers at the bank I deal with laugh at me because I don't have a credit card or a debit card. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Do you laugh back at them? Does louder? <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> it would look really crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Um, Lindsay says, I have trauma from how stupid I was in my 20s with my money and credit. And I was the kid who got the wealthy barber in my stocking at 11 years old for Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was always blown away because uh, we used to have those books in our house too. Your mom used to buy you those books. Yeah. You don't remember? (laughs) They were just sitting there and I just kind of peek over them like, what is this? Yeah. Um, And I think, Lindsay, I think lots of us have trauma from how stupid we were in our 20s with money and credit. Oh, me and my online, Wayne and online poker. Yeah. And guitars. A lot of these guitars were paid for on credit cards. In in early 20s. That big amp beside me too. Yeah. In fact, I think I, uh, I bought you one of those guitars probably on credit in my early 20s. Yeah. You know what? My favorite one, (laughs) the one I always play. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, that was on a credit card. It's so dumb, eh? Yeah. You're like, oh, we'll just pay it off down the road when we get our big bonus, or when we get our when we get our raise, or when we get our, our red seal, or whatever. It's so dumb. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Robin also says here on the Podbean app, uh, only the only issue when getting mortgages is the banks don't like to see that credit cards are well used and paid off monthly. Hmm. I think that as long as you um, maintain a good credit score, that it doesn't really matter. But part of maintaining a good credit score is that 30% utilization of your credit cards. So can they see? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That can see balances on credit cards. But you're paying them off monthly mm-hmm. in full. How would they see that? Gonna have to talk to the credit specialist. Um, there was a uh, a session that Barry McGuire did just uh, just this past Monday. What? Um, let's see if I can. What was his name? The accountant. Uh, no, uh, the the credit guy. Hmm. I'm gonna look it up here and then uh, reach out to uh, Richard Moxley. Richard Moxley, um, he wrote a book called The Credit Game. This is actually really good timing. I should get that book. Apparently, it's on uh, audiobook as well. Um, he was a high-volume mortgage broker, and now he helps people um, understand credit. So his book, The Credit Game. Uh, yeah, we just had a discussion with him on Monday on Barry McGuire's uh, Facebook Live. Nice. It'd be worth looking into that as well. Um. I don't understand Zakaya's comment. Yeah, Zakaya, the heck? Back in my day, there was no credit cards. <laughs> Zakaya, is, are is, you is being it funny? a joke because he's young and he yeah. wasn't able to qualify for one? <laughs> because he wasn't eighteen. I think that's his joke. It's a deep joke, man. <laughs> I like it. I like deep jokes where they need to be explained. <laughs> um, that will leave you interesting. Moxley, yes, thank you. Audible. Yeah. Um, I hope I hope I did a decent job today. I don't know. You started off a little rocky. I wrote three lines down on a piece of paper. I'm like, okay, this is what I'll talk about. And I haven't thought about it in years. Um, <laughs> and, and there are some really, really cool strategies that you can implement. It's like, it's not, it doesn't apply to us anymore. So it's not like, it's not top of mind. But I know that, and, and I'm, I'm not interested in doing three hours of the research for the morning show. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> These are just day-to-day discussions. I'm not doing presentations every single day. So, you know, the most valuable website that you can go to www.google.ca. <laughs> Get those Canadian websites and just and do your own research. That's that's the that's the moral of the story today. Yeah. Just stay educated. Awesome. And and don't be ignorant. Yeah. And um, ignorance is not bliss. There you go. Um, Moxley's book is only $6.10 on Audible. Might be worth looking into. Um, quick questions that I can answer. No, I'm not wrapping it up. Um, okay, nothing's quick. We'll talk about them tomorrow. Today is Wednesday, right? Thursday? Thursday. I got to follow up and see if Barry's coming on tomorrow. Barry and I were talking about it, but we never confirmed. Um, oh, probably not. I think he's busy. Uh, but uh, if there's, you know what? I, I, we got 45 seconds here. Why don't you guys rip it off real fast in the comment section what you want us to talk about tomorrow? Dealer's choice. Whatever the most voted topic is, we will cover that topic tomorrow. For the love of God, don't give me a presentation though. <laughs> I'm just too busy to do the you research. You will not be prepared for it. Guitars. guitars. Okay. <laughs> Man, Done. I haven't thought about guitars in years. Ugh. Oh, Wilson. Mindset. Thanks, bud. Your personal roadmap. <laughs> oh, mindset. <laughs> mindset is so important. You got, you need to, you know, the, the, the key to being successful in real estate is in between your ears. It's all mindset. Mindset is what differentiates you from, you know, someone else who doesn't have good mindset. This is literally what people talk about when they talk about mindset. It's like so vague (laughs) and they, (laughs) and people are like, wow, he's right. It is all about mindset. You know what you need? You know what kind of mindset you need? When you're having trouble making a decision, I want you to stop. Take 12 deep breaths and count down from 10 to clear your mind, to give you a clear mindset. I've listened to enough podcasts on mindset. It's it's the dumbest thing ever. Okay, Gab, just give me a look. All right, guys. Um, is it mindset? We're talking about mindset tomorrow? You're going to listen to me just continue on for 60 minutes. Being a D-bag. Personal roadmap. Josh can't do personal roadmap, dude. Got to come to a cabinetry for that one. I cannot do that in a 60-minute session. I've done it a bit. I mean, we touched on it from time to time. This is your personal roadmap. My personal roadmap? Well, that's personal with a capital P. <laughs> I can talk about that a little bit. Pitching a deal, ins and outs. Mm. Oh, uh, okay. He meant roadmap in general. Yeah. Roadmap in general. Pitching a deal. Pitching a deal is, um, I'll tell you that one right now. It's all about building trust and then being likable and then asking someone. And they'll say yes. It's that simple. You're asking people to give you ideas and then you're well, I can't. shatting on them. Uh, all right. <laughs> I am being a D-bag. You are. Big okay. time. We can talk about pitching a deal tomorrow. <laughs> P- 
pitching deals, mindset. Sorry, Gab. (laughs) (laughs) Wilson says mindset it is. What? Okay. Tomorrow. Last last time they're ever going to respond to your questions. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was, was, we've talked about pitching a deal so many times. That's why. Okay. Yeah. Lindsay says Gabby can talk mindset. No shit. I mean, sorry. Now I'm getting all fired up about how e-baggy. Sorry. I, I, (laughs) I had a bad sleep. Okay. So tune in tomorrow, guys. (laughs) Gabby's going to be talking about mindset and pitching deals. I'll see you guys in the morning. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.